All right. Welcome back to Gal on the Go Unplugged. My guest today is Jessica Lopez Enriquez, Alcohol Inc. artist and owner of The Gorilla and the Pig, a Latina woman-owned business. Uh, I met Jessica virtually in February of 2021 when both our businesses participated in a Galentine's event. I had an instant admiration for her, taking one of her passions and boldly starting a business at a young age. Um, I was an art major in high school and college before my father made me change majors, as he put it, to a profession that I could make a living at. I always regretted not sticking up for myself and my artistic dream, one of the many reasons why I respect Jessica. So, Jessica, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you for having me. So exciting. Absolutely. All right, let's get into this. Um, can you tell people who or what influenced you to start The Gorilla in the Pig? Well, um, so I've always wanted to do something creative, kind of like what you had said growing up. You know, I I took AP art in high school. You know, I took many art classes growing up. My parents really, you know, put in a lot of effort to make sure that I would work and let out that creative side of me. Um, but, you know, specifically with the girl and the pig, um, that all really came to light in, I would say, um, 20, no, uh, I think once it, once I was an undergrad, um, I nannied for a family. Um, I can't get the years exactly right anymore at this point. Um, but I nannied for a family and this, um, family, she had her own studio space and oh wow yeah and I was just amazed by everything that she had she had pretty much everything I had always wanted you know and everything I had always envisioned um in a home you know she had a bunch of fabric and paper and like paints and just yarn and it was just just amazing and she is the one who actually taught me how to quilt um she taught tried to teach me how to knit um I'm still working on that part um <laughs> But she just taught me so much and she would always talk about opening up her own shop and we would dream about it together. And I'd be like, you know, one day I'm going to help you with it. And I can't wait to be part of that. Um, and, you know, it was it was just so great to have that perspective that I hadn't had really growing up. Because, um, you know, as much as my parents encouraged me with art and just crafts and everything, you know, as a first generation college student, it's you know, you have to have a job that will bring in money so you can help your family, you know, all of that. And it really, you know, anything art related kind of didn't seem the way to go with that. Um, and, you Understandable. know, my, right. And all of my art teachers in school were, it was always my favorite class. And, you know, I had a few friends, um, one specific friend who they, every time I went to her house too, um, uh, her mom is, uh, was her, her mom's name is she passed in 2019. Um, Regina Barker Barzell. She had also her own paint studio. Um, so everything, you know, was a culmination of just all of these wonderful people in my life, just really wanting to influence that art, that creative piece of me. But once I started nannying with Carissa, um, she's now the owner of tint makerspace, which, uh, kind of, you know, hopefully get to talk about a little bit more. Um, 
she's the one who really planted that seed in me and just kind of being like, I can do this and I can make this be something that's a part of me and can, can grow over the years. Um, and so that's kind of where the girl in the pig started. Wow. That's quite a journey. (laughs) Yes. It's been a lot of everything together. Um, but yeah. Well, the name of the company is super fun and unusual. Um, how did you come up with that name? Yes. And so also, this is also tied in with the, where I used to nanny. Um, so the little kids that I nannied, the two little boys, um, their nicknames were Gorilla and Pig. Um, oh my <laughs> and so this is very much an ode to them because, you know, being a nanny really let me do a lot of the creative part that I also, you know, have always worked on. And childcare and child development has always been a thing for me, too. That's what I um, part of my major in undergrad. Um, we would do, you know, like full-on body painting. Like we would go outside, put out paper, throw up some paint and just go at it. Right. And so she really, you know, the kids really embraced that. And, you know, it was so great to see the kids just kind of let loose and just be their authentic creative selves. Um, and so I only felt like, you know, after talking with her and stuff too, of it would just fit to name it the girl and the pig, um, just cause it was all, you know, everything kind of coming together. And it was just the beginning of everything really just growing and, um, allowing myself permission to, um, really embrace this part of the life that I want. Oh, I love that. I love learning the meaning behind names because I feel like names are so powerful, you know? Um, okay. So, well, you began your business at the age of 30 officially, (laughs) which is very bold. Um, what does it mean to you to be a young Latina entrepreneur? I mean, it means a lot. I mean, it just, uh, it means a lot in the sense of just like, I sometimes don't really know what I'm doing. Um, and so I have to always like, just, you know, ref- sit and pause and just reflect back at like the others around me and really just building that community for myself of, you know, who can I reach out to of, you know, what do I do with certain things or how do I go about certain things? And really just building up that network that of supportive people. Um, and, and for me, like, this is also, you know, the first in my family. Um, so when talking about it with my parents, they, I don't think they still fully understand, um, (laughs) which is always funny, but, um, you know, it's just, I I've already taken these big steps. And so I want to make sure that it continues in, in a way that, you know, isn't, too much or, or a big load for me to take art where it's not fun anymore. And so like, that's the important part for me. It's like, I want this to be a fun part of my life where I'm still learning and it still work, of course, but it's just something that brings me a lot of joy. And so, you know, that's, it's, it means a lot <laughs> to just me and, and my family without them realizing. Ah. Well, okay. So, uh, you know, what makes, you know, what has been your favorite aspect of being a young entrepreneur? Um, I think the ideas, <laughs> so just like the big picture stuff and just the, the small stuff that's going to get me to the big picture. Um, and I think anybody that really knows me is like, I love just all of the ideas, like creating ideas. I ha- love helping people expand on their ideas. 
Um, and just then really breaking it down into those little steps to get there. Um, and then of course, also the making and learning, you know, different techniques within alcohol ink, um, learning how to paint on different surfaces, um, and also just connecting with other makers in my area, you know, across the country, really at this point through Instagram, um, has been lovely. And, you know, I'm a huge introvert, but somehow, I don't know, when you're connecting with other makers, there's just like this understanding and there's ease with talking about stuff because I think, you know, every maker at some point is kind of a little bit introverted themselves and kind of understands that piece. And so, so far well, there's commonality among your community. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned also about tackling like big and small, because I think, you know, uh, reflecting on things, people usually think of big and then they get overwhelmed and then they, you know, because of the overwhelming feeling, they let things go. Whereas if you tackle the small and the big, um, you know, it, when you focus more on the small at first, even it's less intimidating. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I very much felt that way for a very long time where I had a lot of big ideas, but the job, um, you know, where I'm currently working full time, it really taught me how to tackle the big ideas and really dividing it into smaller ideas. Um, and so really any opportunity that I take with learning with trainings and stuff like that, it, it all benefits my business at some point, like in some type of way. And, um, yeah, like it, it can get very overwhelming for sure. When you think of like the big ideas now, you know, um, kind of touching on the overwhelming part, what has been the most challenging aspect of owning a business? Bookkeeping. Um, bookkeeping is, and again, as anybody who knows me, numbers is not my thing. I can't do my math to save my life. Um, I'm very thankful for calculators. Um, <laughs> and I, just the numbers part, the taxes, all of that is super, super overwhelming to me. Um, and so once I um, really made my business official, I really, really, you know, big, thinking big picture and small picture, I was like, there's no way that I can actually grow this if this continues to be a barrier that I'm really putting on myself just because I get super overwhelmed by it. Yes, I could have taught myself, but I would, I was still so unsure that I it even stopped me from making stuff for a while for like half a year. Oh, I didn't wow. make anything um, just because I was so caught up in the idea of, you know, what are the taxes that are associated with all of this stuff? And so I, I ended up hiring a bookkeeper um, as an investment for my business um, just so that I can give myself that option to grow. Um, and so that's been the hardest thing, but also the best, you know, decision I've made. That was so smart because I think being able to recognize where you, you know, are a little like I, you know, I don't like to use the term weaker, but like an area you're weaker in, let's say. Um, I'm weaker in I, it. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm with you. Uh, creative mindset. I always say to people, I am not a mathematician. <laughs> so, you know, no judgment, <laughs> yes. please. Yes. So I think it's great that you recognize something like that and you were like, okay, what's the solution to it, you know, uh, so that I could still thrive in ways that I want to and keep it moving. So, yeah. Um, 
Well, okay, so your alcohol ink art pieces are just so vivid and beautiful. Uh, what do you enjoy most about alcohol ink art versus other mediums like acrylic, oil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so that has also been a, a journey. Um, you know, I've always done acrylic painting. That was mostly the medium that I, I have. Like I have tons of acrylic paint, um, oil pastels, you know, um, charcoal and things like that. And I used to do a lot more, um, still life, um, artwork. And I think as just kind of how my life evolved and I was very rigid in planning, like everything had to be at a certain time, everything, you know, it was kind of actually taking control of my life of just how, you know, like people, strive to like be organized and pl- and plan things, but it was, it was too much. It was, I was planning every single little second. And I realized that when I was creating, I was using mediums that were also rigid in a sense. Um, so with acrylic, you know, it gives you the super clean lines and, you know, the, the thick color and it just, even then I was just kind of like, this is also rigid somehow and it's still life. Right. So there isn't any way to, there is, but like, there isn't any abstract piece to it. And I one day happened to get some alcohol inks from a a friend or a teacher, an old teacher um, who had some extras. And she's like, here you go, like figure out what you can do with it with the kids. If you want to use it or not, just trash it. I was like, I don't even know what this is. So I don't even know how to work with it. I don't know how I could use it with the kids that I'm teaching. Um, So I played with it for a while and it was initially very overwhelming because it's so fluid. Like it's, I mean, it's rubbing alcohol based. And so it's, there really is very little control to it. If you're, if you don't learn how to use it. Um, but the colors are still so bright, which is one of my favorite things. It's like, I want that neon pink. I want that neon purple. Like I want those bright, bright colors. Um, but it gave me the option to be, have more flow and just not have control, which is, I think what I needed in my life at that point. Um, and so I found it you know, I just found it very soothing and relaxing and I stuck with it, um, and have learned how to control it in a way, but still, you know, it's still very much out of my control many times. Um, and I don't get what I want. I will never be able to recreate the same thing again. And so I love that flexibility piece of it, but, um, I think that it, it just really reflects my mood of the day. It also takes into account the environment. So like, it's too humid in my apartment I mean in my house um it's it affects the the texture uh the end or if it's too dry or if it's too cold or too hot um it all takes um a role into how the paint dries and so I just find it very fitting of like you know I I don't want to have that control and it's okay That's amazing. That's like way deeper than I expected, you know, (laughs) for like, and that's so cool. Your pieces, like I said, you know, they are so incredibly vivid. And that's another thing that you mentioned about, like, they are truly unique. And because of that type of art and, you know, they really are like individual pieces. Uh, You know, you can do like multiple um, like pairs of earrings or Mm -hmm. covers of notebooks, but like there's no way that one is an exact of the other. So everyone will own an original gorilla in the pig piece of work. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) for sure. 
So, you know, being an artist, um, it's so different from some other businesses where you're selling a product or service set like you, let's say, um, helped design, but you're not actually creating like you could have it produced by someone else. So what's it like to run a business, you know, in which you're personally making and producing the items you sell? You know, and as if that weren't enough, you're a full time child and adolescent therapist. What are how do you balance it all? Yeah. Um, so, yes, I'm a, a I'm a full time child and adolescent therapist, um, you know, so 40 hours a week. Um, and that, you know, always encompasses the the child development part that I, I do always want to continue doing. Um, and if it's not that I'm be teaching kids ca- classes, you know, painting and all of that. But children will always be involved. Um, that's always just a huge passion of mine. Um, and yeah, the creative piece too. So that happens after work, um, you know, on the weekends, late at night. Um, and honestly, COVID and having, you know, having to work from home and staying home has really allowed me to really balance actually the two a lot better. You know, there's less commute time. There's less four hours of back into my day um, from commuting and, you know, just eating better. So I have more energy and, and I can do all of these things now. Um, and so the, the sell, selling the stuff that you make is very hard because it's like, you're really talking about yourself and, and that's hard to do for me, um, of just sell. It's like, you know, buy my art. Like it's, it's just cause it has a special meaning to me. And so how do I translate that over to you? You know, it's kind of hard to do that for me, but I've slowly been learning to really talk myself up and remind myself that nobody else can make this except for me. Right. No, like even another alcoholic artist, will have their own style of things and will be able to do their own things. And again, I could never do that and they can never do mine. And that's where the value in the piece comes in. And with abstract art, you know, it, it means something to every single person. Like I love when I have the in-person like markets and I hear people talking about like, Oh, I see this in, in here. And I'm like, I definitely didn't see that part, <laughs> you know, like seeing a dolphin. I was like, didn't, didn't see that or a mermaid. And, you know, I love hearing, what people, how it connects with people. And so over time I've learned to embrace that and just kind of use that, um, when selling my art and, you know, and selling the experience too. Um, so it's, it's all different parts of my brain that I have to use constantly, you know, the logical piece when, um, doing kind of the therapy work and then just more the creative side when selling the art. Um, but I actually really love that. Um, it doesn't get as boring. Well, I give you credit because being an artist, whether you're like, you know, um, a a, a canvas artist, you know, or a musician artist, you're putting yourself out there and it's all objective, right? So you're like Mm -hmm. free reign on people's opinions. And so to, you know, get up that confidence and have the courage to put your work out there and be like, you know what, if it sticks, it sticks and people love it. That's like my goal. I want them to enjoy it. If they don't, they don't like, but Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, that's where I think, you know, I give you a lot of credit for, you know, having like say um, hesitation, but going for it anyways, that's really cool. Thanks. Yes. So you know, I always love to ask creative people this, like, do you have a muse and who or what is your muse? Yeah, that's always a, a good question. It's always a hard question for me to answer. Um, just because I think it's, it's 
just a compilation of, of everyone so much, you know, in my life. Um, and, and just, I would say like, uh, Jackson Pollock, he's, you know, bit, I just take bits and pieces of everybody and just kind of see what I like and don't like. And I wonder, you know, how did they make these things? How did they paint? And, you know, and I'm just kind of like that, you know, certain things resonate with me in a certain way or not. Um, growing up seeing Regina paint too, very different than anything I would do. Um, but just seeing, you know, how does she store her paints? Like, how does she actually like put it on the canvas? You know, so I just take bits and pieces of everything. Um, but I mean, I guess my muse would be myself really actually oh. <laughs> just because it is the work that I do is so much based on my mood and my environment that, you know, and, and, and I am a, a build of so many people around me. And so it's just, at the end of the day, it's me. I mean, it's, you know, everything influences me. So, you know, that is all included too. Um, but that's amazing. You, you know, yeah. who says a muse can't be you? Hey, you know, right. Exactly. So I, I think, I think people should, you know, embrace that more too. Everybody is their own. They should be their own muse. I mean, it's you making it right. And you're a product of so much around you, good and bad. Um, you know, even kindergarten, the different artists that you learn, like Diego Rivera and Frida, Frida Kahlo, like that's still a part of you. It's still part of your brain. And so it really influences, you know, how you do things artistically, cre creatively, all of that. I would just overall say me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, okay. So you sell your works at pop-up stores, online through social media, um, through the web, like Etsy. What is your most profitable outlet for sales and which outlet for selling is your favorite? So I think the most profitable is in-person markets, um, just because of the nature of the, the work. Um, like it's so abstract and really, I tell so many people that do commissions, I'm like, I want you to see it in person. Like I really, can we do, cause when I'm doing commissions, you know, there's different versions throughout. And I'm, I really, I'm just like, I want you to see it in person. Cause it looks so different. The colors, the blending, the pictures will never do it justice. And, um, so in, in-person markets, I think definitely has been the most profitable because I think people can connect with it differently as well. Um, I will say, this past year, I think that's also my favorite now, um, just because we're able to interact a little bit more. Um, the year before that, so the beginning of COVID, um, online was definitely my go-to, um, just because I also was in a different space and I wasn't, um, I just felt safer, you know, virtually and, you know, less critical of myself, but in person, I have grown to love this year. I've done a lot more markets and I've met many lovely people. And so I think that's my, my favorite for now. And I hope well, you've got such a great personality. I can <laughs> see that being the way, you know, it's much more fun to interact with you in person <laughs> than, you know, behind the, like, let's say screen of Etsy store. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, holidays like Christmas and Valentine's are super busy for you, of course. What goes into preparing for holidays, like inventory to scheduling, where and when you sell? Yeah, um, uh, they're super busy, um, the holidays and inventory. I mean, I have learned over the years, inventory means getting things like 
five months ahead of time. Um, so for this for this past Christmas, I really started to gather inventory in August, and even then wasn't early enough um, for oh, some wow. of the items that I needed. Um, and so I just need to plan, I guess, now um, and start for Christmas <laughs> already. Um, but just a lot of the surfaces that I use, you know, have to be sealed and, um, you know, just so that the ink can flow on it. And so I just have to be mindful now of really, really planning ahead. Um, and so I, I did do better this year than than the last year. Um, so I'm slowly learning. And then just with market, like in-person vending markets, you know, pop-ups, all of that. It's so, so busy. I've had one almost every weekend and I honestly couldn't do it without my support system. So my sister, my husband, um, my friends. Um, so my sister, um, many who have gone to the in-person pop-ups and stuff um, have probably seen her. Um, she is my right-hand woman. She can talk about the girl and the pig like Prop, actually better than I can. And <laughs> she also nannied the same for the same family and the same kids. And so she knows what it means to me. And, um, you know, she, she just can just get right into it. And like, it's, and it's just such, it's just so fun to see because I, I never have seen that part of her until I started doing these things. And so, um, she's a huge support. I run all my ideas through her. My husband is my, he, he's the one who, um, helps me set up plan for things, you know, gives me good ideas of how he sees it from the outside. And so, um, you know, he's like, how about this next time? Or how about if we plan for this instead? So he is really a huge support. And then my friends, um, uh, they all live pretty close by. And so I'll send them some things that I need them to paint the surfaces of so then I can put ink on it. Um, so they're all my, I just have a great support system that really helped me through these, the holiday season. We have one, you know, we're in the middle of one now and we're really prepping for that. And I'm also, you know, use the break, the Christmas break between um, Christmas and New Year's. I usually get a, a week off and I've been teaching myself um, new skills. And so um, all of those will be coming out. Um, a few of the items are out, um, but for Valentine's, there will be a lot more of those items coming out that I'm very excited for. Oh, cool. So is it still al alcohol ink art or... Yeah. So okay. Yeah, it's all alcohol ink art still, but it's on it's on different surfaces and different. Also, combining it with different mediums. Um. So, it it will always be alcohol ink art, but it's just learning how to incorporate different things into it. Um. And so this one, I'm very much teaching myself because I've only worked with it. I prior to practicing, I had only worked with it like once. Um. So the that week was really. Um, let's just say my kitchen was very messy and not many people were happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, who, who has your first piece of alcohol art that you ever did? Did you keep it? Ooh, did your parents have it? My first piece? Um, no, I didn't keep it. And my parents don't have it, actually. I actually think, oh, man. She's going way back. I know, I don't think she has a first one, um, but she has one of the very few beginning ones. I, her name is Melly. Um, I'm blanking on her Instagram name right now, but she's a quilter. Um, she commissioned a trip tech for me back, back in the day before I even, I think it might've been 2018, 
2018, 2017, around there. So quite a while back. Um, but now I feel like I want to look that up later um, on who does Things have that make it go hmm. pieces. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a good question. Hmm. But yeah, but now a lot of my friends um, and family do have my pieces. Um, I also ha- finally decided to keep a piece for myself. Um, what made you keep that piece? The one you're referencing? What was about um, it that? Because actually it was part of a commission that I had worked on, but I very much started it off with making it the style that I had wanted with the colors that they chose, but their colors work in my space as well. But the style is very much mine, which is something that actually hadn't made much of. And they had a specific other style that I guess somehow ignored in that process, Um, which meant like this piece was for me. Yeah, I made another one. And so like when I'm doing commissions, there's a bunch of different versions. And so I get to keep a few or I get to gift a few um, or I give them a few if they really did like another piece, I'll include it in, you know, their their piece. But um, that one I did keep. And it's a it's a big canvas piece, which I was excited about. Oh, cool. But I just, yeah, I want to be more intentional, keep making, you know, making myself a few pieces because um, I deserve it. So absolutely. <laughs> hey, you put your heart and soul into <laughs> right. these pieces, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, okay. So what do you have coming up in 2022 that you want to share with listeners that could be a teaser? Yes. So 2022, it's pretty wild that we're at 2022 already. Um, but in the summer, so I guess from around the two year um, mark of when I officially made you know, my, um, the girl and the pig, I will be launching my own website. Um, so I will still be keeping up my Etsy just to transition out, but I will be, you know, launching my own website because it it feels like it needs to go in that direction. Then, um, I will also be teaching a lot more classes on February 20th. I have, it's on a Sunday. I will be teaching um, uh, alcohol ink pop painting class at shop made in Virginia in old town. Um, I will also be teaching a few classes with tint maker space, um, because she is opening up her, um, she ha- has always had her own shop, but part of the dream has always been creating a space for classes. Um, and so she is the owner of, um, she's the nanny, the lady that I nannied for, um, her name is Carissa. She owns tint maker space in Falls church. And so she's finally expanding it and I will be teaching a few classes there, um, alcoholing classes and also some other fiber classes. Cause I also know how to do like needle felting and all of that. Um, so I will be teaching quite a few classes there. Um, but right now for February and March, that's kind of what's in the calendar. Um, I'm still working on confirming a few. Things. And where can people find out about the classes through those businesses websites? Or? Yes. So the classes that I'm doing is at Shop Made in Virginia um, is on their website. So shopmadeinva.com. And then for Tint Makerspace, it's tintmakerspace.com uh, as well. And she has um, her classes listed there. Um, uh, yeah. And then for Shop Made in Virginia, it's through, they have a link and it's all through Eventbrite. Very cool. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of things that are really cool coming up. And I think people should check it out and take advantage of, you know, taking one of your classes. You are just such a a bright, shining person. I I truly enjoy, you know, um, spending this time with you. 
To view and buy any of Jessica's many beautiful pieces of art, visit her Etsy shop while she still is running the Etsy shop before the website, (laughs) uh, which is The Gorilla and the Pig. Or to connect with her on IG, check out Mm -hmm. at The Gorilla and the Pig. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to unplug with me today, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. I love always talking with you. It's so great. Thank you. Well, rock on, and we will be in touch with Jessica again following up in the future, see what she's up to. 